Hey there, Joy Foster here, founder of the multi-award winning Tech Pixies, which is an online learning platform dedicated to helping women upskill with social media, WordPress, and MailChimp so that they can return to work, change careers, or start a business. I'm delighted that you found the Sparkle and Thrive podcast and look forward to sharing weekly tips with you that are focused on helping you to make progress towards living a life you love, pursuing a career, or launching a business that's fulfilling and stimulating, while at the same time giving you the opportunity to become financially independent. This episode is brought to you by my book, Social Media Success, How to Leverage Social Media in Order to Return to Work, Change Careers, or Start a Business. If you are wanting to get started on this journey, the book is all you need. Grab your copy at techpixies.com. Let's dig into the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Sparkle and Thrive podcast. I am very excited today because we are interviewing one of my work colleagues who also happens to be a Tech Pixies alumni and really the person behind the brand. So Lisa Mellis, I am so excited you're here. Thank you for joining me. Great to be here. We have a long history together now. Uh, You came into the program uh, through the cohort system when we were doing the cohort system. And uh, and then you uh, applied for a job after you finished your program to be the social media manager for Tech Pixies, which is exactly what we hired you for to start out as the social media manager. And uh, and then we we've progressed you quite uh, quite a lot into different roles, etc. Um, but you've landed in this brand manager role for Tech Pixies, and it suits you really really well. And yeah. when we, uh, what I love about you is we, when we decided last minute, we're going to rebrand the whole social media supercharge, which was our free training. We're going to rebrand it as the social media superhero bootcamp, which you had to pay to join. And we wanted, we wanted to really give it a whole new look and feel, and we wanted to change yeah. the content of it and everything. And you were just like ready to go. And you were able to produce just the most beautiful images and the most beautiful backgrounds. And it really kind of brought power to our social media superhero bootcamp, which of course we're talking about superpowers. So it was really, really perfect. Uh, and I've just seen you work over the years and, uh, and I've seen you come into the person you are now. Um, and I just wanted to do an interview with you about clarity, because I think when you came in to our program, you didn't know what you wanted to do, but you knew what you were done doing. So let's talk about when you, when you came into the program, what were you doing that you knew I'm done with this? I don't want to do this anymore. It doesn't work for me. And I want to change a direction. Well, I think you're talking to the right person if you want to talk about clarity, because I have really been through the mill, actually, with changing careers. And um, I've got quite a few different stories of different careers that I've been in and, and things that I've tried that haven't worked and all that kind of thing. So, so I've been teaching for a long time. I sort of just fell into teaching, really, because I, I started off... Um, uh doing art and design painting basically um and so from there teaching is always sort of like a steady career so I I sort of just fell into that and just sort of kept kept on with it but sort of realized along the line that I've been less and less happy with it throughout the years um and I know that there are people that are born teachers um and I can do teaching don't get me wrong I can teach but I'm not a born teacher if you know what I'm saying and anyway so I was teaching in a school eventually that failed Ofsted um and I can talk about it because the school doesn't even exist anymore because it's, it's folded but um uh, and, and I don't know if anyone's ever if we have any teachers or anyone's been around or have much experience with Ofsted but it became incredibly stressful so um you'd have Ofsted inspectors around from breakfast till you know night time and it was not night time but my time to go home and um 
it was incredibly stressful. And, and I remember one time looking out my window and I could see an Ofsted inspector there looking at his watch. And I had, and they had a line of kids behind him ready to come in. And they were all wired, you know, like, like kids often are. And I just burst into tears. And I just thought to myself, I can't, I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. And, and so, you know, he was coming in to inspect the lesson. It took me sort of a good 10, 15 minutes to calm myself. And my assistant said, well, I'll go around, I'll go outside and I'll, I'll, I'll tell him to go. <laughs> um, but it, that was one of the, one of the starting points of realising that that career wasn't for me. And it was, it was a difficult one. Um, and I decided from that point that I would go and do an MA in graphic arts because I thought it was all the things I was interested in. So, and I thought, I quite naively thought, I'm going to be a graphic designer. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do this course and magically I'm going to become a graphic designer. Like that's going to solve all my problems. I also um, love the fact that you thought getting a master's degree was going to solve all your problems as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought well, nothing you know, against master's degrees. It's just that it's interesting. You know, it's interesting the choices we make. You feel like it's a given. You feel like, well, I've reached this certain point now and uh, people will just flock to me. But it doesn't work like that. And I didn't. Well, I, mean, I guess for some people it does, but it, it didn't work like that for me. Um, it was great doing it. And I, I learned masses. But it's I would say getting another degree is not the only way, you know, um, and I remember you, Joy, talking about a story about when you were you were trying to get a bartending job. Well, I've got a similar thing because I, I um, decided to get um, a cleaning job whilst I was doing my um, MA to get a bit more extra money together. And uh, I remember one day this guy coming up to me and he said, um, I, I, and I was just minding my own business, just cleaning, you know, and he just, he came up to me and he said, uh, well, can you hoover a bit more enthusiastically? He said, <laughs> he said I, don't, I know it's not your dream job or anything, but can you just give it a bit more um, effort? And I remember thinking to myself, I have three degrees. <laughs> I have three degrees and I'm being told that I can't hoover correctly. You know, it was just, it was just bad times. And so anyway, I tried loads and loads of different things. Um, mostly I fell back on supply I was always coming back to supply because it was supply teaching yeah supply teaching sorry it, it, because it's so sort of familiar and it's very easy to um get back in and you go for this school for three months you go to that school for three months you can drip, dip, dip in and out and that was kind of like it, the money wasn't great but it was it was enough to sort of tide me over um but that I I think the way that you're made to feel as a supply teacher, as a human, is pretty bad. I mean, you feel very transparent. You feel like people can't see you when you're at work and no one's going to say, hey, Lisa, how was your, your weekend? You know, that kind of thing. You are, you're nothing. And there was one time at lunchtime, there was this woman who's, who's chatting away and she's, she, was, she was making her lunch and then she tried to walk through me with her pot noodle and spilt it all down me because she just, I was, I, and I realized then how invisible I felt at work. It was very much like, she's talking to one of her colleagues, blah, blah, blah. And, and you're just, you're nothing. You're just the shadow that's in and out, you know? So it was a difficult one, but um, I tried loads of different things. I went to lecturing because I thought, oh, lecturing might be a bit better than teaching. That might be, that might be more suitable. You know, people talk about it. Armed with your master's degree. 
armed with my master's degree yeah I'm going to be I'm going to do lecturing and that's going to be much better and then found that it was exactly the same politics really (laughs) all it was just in a different dressing but it was all the same all the same salad (laughs) so yeah I uh I wasn't keen on that oh and also another thing this was one of the reasons why I left they said to me um oh it's really exciting you're getting to interview all the I won't mention the name of the place I work um you're going to get to um interview the new students coming in and I was like oh okay so they said you you it's going to be from about six o'clock till eight p.m every evening and I was like so this is overtime they were like no this is part of your job so I was like well okay but that's that means I'm going to have to be doing you know twice the amount of work um you know and I'll have to stay late every night and they said and so I said, some, so is it important I do it so that actually some of the students, you know, you get to choose who goes on your course? They said, no, everybody gets accepted. <laughs> so it was just a dressing up way of making me do more admin. And I was like, I'm not having that. I just, and so I left. But yeah, it is just the way people make you use your time, particularly as, a, as, a, as some, not everyone, but some, sometimes as teaching staff, it can be really difficult with, with the way they use your time. Then I decided I wanted to leave teaching. I had no real direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I, I really what I should have done is taken stock and thought to myself, these are your skills. These are what you, this is what everything you've done so far. This is what you're good at. This is what you enjoy. I wasn't doing any of that. I was in desperation mode. So I was applying for everything. And some of the jobs I applied for were completely unsuitable. So I applied to be an air traffic controller. <laughs> True story. This is a genuine story. And, and uh, I also applied for MI5. are <laughs> genuinely true. And uh, the air traffic controller one, they had this sort of simulator that you had to, you know, you had to try and, I mean, they were trying to see whether you could, control the, pl- the plane so the dots were coming sort of you know from different angles and mine were just crashing into each other all, <laughs> all angles and they they swiftly got rid of me out, <laughs> out of that process but yeah I mean, you've got to try these things but um but the MI5 one I actually uh, I actually got through a few of the processes for that one and uh, but then got kicked out on the stage where you had to actually kind of go in and, and do the um the simulator bit and actually do the job um but yeah that was very interesting she used to get emails that would self-destruct they would they would literally like time out yeah it was, it was it was fascinating but um honestly I went through so many different things I tried um I was driving cars for a bit I was driving people's used cars from one bit to another I was volunteering for doing DIY I thought maybe I'd want to sort of renovate because I'm I'm quite good at DIY so I thought maybe I want to go and renovate houses or something but I mean it was became just like a running joke though I was becoming a running joke because all my friends were like oh what are you doing now <laughs> but yeah, but, um, and then I sort of came to my senses and thought well you know I, I went to see a careers guidance counsellor as well who said, um, so maybe you should try and get a job in a school doing their graphic design, you know, and I thought, well, that's actually, you know, or in education doing graphic design. So I applied for lots of those kind of jobs. 
Um, but didn't really get anywhere fast, really. Um, I found the whole searching for jobs and job applications a bit absolutely soul destroying, to be honest. There's a couple of companies who I, actually I won't mention, but there was a couple of companies that would gave me so many different attitude tests and you'd spend a week, two weeks on a job application. I was telling some tech fixes about this the other day and how I boycotted their products and I wouldn't buy them anymore. And then I've forgiven them now and changed my mind. But, you know, they, weeks and weeks and weeks of application. And then they just send you a sort of, uh, well, well they, they just disappear, to be honest. You don't get a sort of, well, thanks for your effort. And, you know, you weren't, you weren't successful on this occasion. You think, God, I put weeks and weeks into my life into that and making documents and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, it was, it, it was really hard. And then um, I, I always kept going back to supply teaching. And I, was, I remember sitting in my car, looking at the TechFixes website on my phone, just, just, just sitting there looking at it, ready to go into work, and think, and just kind of going, no, no, maybe, maybe it's not for me. I don't know, you know. And just, I kept coming back to it, and just kept sort of. How sitting. did you hear about it? I googled it, so I couldn't understand where to go. I didn't know where to go, what to do, um, and I really, when I say I was desperate, I really was desperate because, you know, it's, it's just such a horrible way to live. I, I remember thinking to myself, how do women do it? Like my sister, she she had um, she's had children and she's gone straight back into a job. I thought, how do women get back to work after they've had a career break? So I must have Googled something along those lines and then Tech Pixies came up. And then I thought, well, social media, that does that does suit me. That suits me a lot, you know, with with the graphic design. I think it's a, a really good, you know marriage made in heaven it's really a very powerful combination graphic design and social media for sure I think, yeah I think it works I think it works and that that sort of clicked really in a way um but you'd sent me an email well the company had sent me an email so that was probably me at that point I, I think it probably was yeah it's, I was oh, doing emails until very very recently <laughs> I, when I got the tech Pixies job I was curious and I went back and looked at my emails and I thought which email was it that made me decide to do the course well the webinar actually it was a webinar back then um but you'd sent an email saying are you lost and that's all it said <laughs> I clicked on that one and note to self we got to bring that email back right because I said are, are you lost yes yeah I Yes, I'm so lost. And um, yeah, you've got me with that. That was that was the one that was that hooked me in. Had me at Are You Lost? Yeah, had me at Are You Lost? And I joined the webinar straight away off the back of that. I was like, that's that's which is very unlike me to do. And I kept saying to myself, it seems very unlike me to join Tech Pixies in a way. I, I don't know. I can't really make sense of that, but it was just, it sort of, it, it was it was meant to be, I think, in, in many ways. Um, well, definitely meant to be. Um, yeah, so I remember, because then I was going to a family wedding, and I remember throughout this, I mean, I'm sure it was school holidays or something like that, but I remember emailing you constantly throughout that wedding. I don't, you might not remember, but going, Am I definitely going to get a job off the back of this? You know, wanting guarantees, like, what am I going to get? How am I going to get there? You know, can you promise me? Can you promise me? Like, you know, kind of that kind of thing. Not in so many words, but that was what I was saying. You know, if I need, if I join this course, I need, this is my last resort. I need to work. 
happened, yeah. Um, and you never gave me sort of like, you can't say to somebody, yes, you'll definitely get a job at the back of this. And you never gave me those sorts of def definite uh, responses, but you just sort of said that you'll have a powerful skill set that you can move forward. Um, I don't think I realised at that time the power of the community as well, that that would change, um, that changed everything. I mean, do you know what, I mean, I'm being very honest here, but like when, when at first joining the, the WhatsApp group and joining the group on Facebook, I was like, I'm not sure if this is necessary. I mean, I'm joining a course, but I don't know if I have to do, I don't need to join the group. I don't need to do that. I would just, I, I can't believe now that I was thinking in those kind in that kind of way. Because yeah, our, our program, just for those of you who might be listening to the podcast who aren't familiar with the Techniques program, we have the boot camp, which is a week-long experience, um, but it's fully emerged with uh, you know, a Facebook group and then also um, live teaching. And then we have the 90-day transformational program, which is live teaching, which also there is a um, pre-recorded curriculum there for people to go through at their own pace, but the live coaching ties into the curriculum. And then we also have this beautiful, unbelievably beautiful community of people. Um, and we have the alumni and the current students all mixed together. So when the current students have questions, it's wonderful because the alumni who've been in their shoes have the answers, you know, and when they were students, the alumni helped them. So we, yeah, we've always had this, um, and that was the difference for me, you know, an online course I had, I had always bought those cheap online courses, never started them. And then the very first online course that I purchased that was a premium price, if you will, um, was Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy. And when you spend that much money on something, you feel like you've got to show up and you've got to actually participate and you've got to get your money's worth where it's, if you spend 10 pounds on a course or a hundred pounds on a course, you might not feel like you need to do that. But when you're spending, you know, 1500, 2000, 3000, et cetera, then you do feel like you've got to actually get your money's worth. And yeah. so, but she did that. She had live teaching, she had community uh, and that's what she teaches is how to do that. And that was a game changer for us in terms of really connecting with the students. And we've gone even further now. We used to just teach on Facebook and do kind of Q&A where people could talk in the chat. And we still do that with, with our progression, which is um, the membership that people do after they finish Social Media Magic. But we, uh, we switched to Zoom so that people could see each other's faces so that they could do breakout rooms, they could connect on a real deep level. And it just, it makes such a huge difference for people. Yeah. Um, we have people in our community who've said, you know, I've never felt part of a community before and they feel yeah. fully loved and integrated in ours. And I, I love that. And then, you know, quite often things like jobs got posted on there. And, and I'd actually think to myself, rather than thinking negatively, I think, gosh, I'd actually, I think I might actually stand a chance with something like that, you know, or, or and I'd had a couple of people start contacting me and saying, oh, yeah, we should we should net, like network, we should meet up. And I went to Oxford a couple of times and met with, um, it wasn't a good fit necessarily, but, you know, it was just interesting to have different, I was starting to have conversations that just hadn't, hadn't happened before. Um, and, and just being able to actually see a positive outcome, you know, um, but I was, I, I was to say, I was thrilled to get the tech fixes job was, is, is underestimating it. I was bl mind blown. And it's funny, really, because I remember you always used to be like, tell us more about it, you know, tell us how you got the job, tell us your story. 
I, I couldn't do it in a way because I, I think I felt a little bit like I don't want to be I, I do think it's imposter syndrome I was like I don't want to be exposed I don't want to be like you know I don't want anyone to take this away from me you know I was a, a very kind of like sometimes I used to think I can't even remember what my job title is <laughs> which is so silly well I'll tell a story about you that I love um so what happened with Tech Pixies? People have known the story for a long time. They know what happened. But for those of you who don't know the story, I'll just get you up to speed. Um, at the end of 2017, I was totally wiped out. I was, um, you know, I was, I knew we were going to have to let people go in order to keep moving forwards. I didn't have the cash to keep the business going. Uh, and we were working at that time with small groups of people face to face in both London and Oxford. And so I was super stretched thin trying to like be in both places. And, you know, I was, like you said, Lisa, I was doing the emails and I did have someone working on social media, but she uh, had left to get her dream job at the time, um, which was a social media for another a company, which was great. Cause that's what we want. We've always said, we want people to like come into Tech Pixies uh, on the team and, you know, get their wings and then fly to the next destination. If that's what's in there, you know, if that's part of their trajectory, if that's part of what, what they're supposed to do, then we want them to do that. And so, you know, we were in a position where the one employee that I had kept on after I made all of the layoffs, she had got this really great job that she'd always wanted. And so it was great for her to go and do that. And we really needed someone because that was the one thing I knew it needed time and effort. And I couldn't do that and run the business and do all the emails, et cetera. So um, interestingly enough, that was one of the very first positions that we hired for when we raised money um, because I just knew it was an important uh, position. I think social media is an important position for every company because every company needs social media. But particularly when you teach social media, you need your social media to be up to, a, up to a certain standard. And we needed someone who was trained with our methodology as well, which is why I was super keen to get someone to come out of our program. But it's very interesting because um, we did we interviewed several people and, you know, I am so glad I had um, our one of our investors who was a CMO at a previous um, company and built that company up from, you know, nothing to this huge, huge company. So she had, was very, very good with interviews. And she's actually been one of the key people in our company who has um, sat in on interviews and really helped me pick the right people. And um, when she's been in on those interviews, it's made a huge difference. And you walked into this interview, you know, we'd interviewed a bunch of people at that, this was a very hot job because obviously it was a social media job. It was with Tech Pixies. Um, so, you know, people knew they were going to get a supportive environment. It was a positive environment, et cetera. One of the yeah. things you had already that stood out was your, your, your graphic design skills. Um, and that was something we definitely were missing big time in the company at that point. It was, it was like me and, you know, Canva and like a palette, you know, and, and <laughs> we had had the Tech Pixies logo, which if you're watching, you can see it. That was actually built by a student, which was amazing. And uh, she was unfortunately one of the people I had to let go when I had to let people go because we just didn't have the budget for a graphics person. Right. So I just I really had no one on graphics. I had no one on social media. And I had really no one at that point supporting me because everyone was um, on, you know, I had to let everybody go. So rebuilding the team, that was really scary for me because, you know, I had built up a team once and I yeah. had let the team go and there was something horrible in my gut that was like, you know, well, what if we hire people, you know, and then we have to let them go again. And because I can't get my act together with, as a business owner, right. You know, cause I felt like I'd let everybody down. But the interesting thing is, is everyone who I did let go, they said to me, you know, 
we want the vision to survive. Like we, our jobs will be fine. And they are all fine. Everyone that I let go, they've all, they've all, actually got great jobs. A couple of them have great jobs in tech companies and things like that, really doing, really doing cool stuff. And that was right for them in the end. But it was so interesting how that happened. But anyway, not to get sidetracked too much. You walk into the room and you had, um, I think you had like uh, braids, uh, you had like pigtail braids. And then you had- <laughs> this bright um, yellow dress, like there was no missing you and like a handbag that matched and shoes that matched. And you just, what was so interesting is, you know, what we needed in the business was this, um, this pop of color. And then this pop of color walked in, you know, and it was you and, uh, you know, and, and then you were funny and, and you are, you're very funny. And those of you who don't know Lisa, she's hilarious. Um, <laughs> you post jokes on your, <laughs> her jokes on her Facebook feed, crack me up. So she is very funny. And, um, and you know, you're very, I mean, I've always, I've actually always thought you'd be a wonderful comedian or an actress of some kind or an actor, I should say, cause we don't use actress anymore, you know, but she, she's got all the skills. Right. And so, um, and we knew that you were kind of new with social media because you just finished our course, but we also knew you had this secret weapon, which was the graphic design, which we really needed. And, and Sarah knew we really needed that too. So anyway, when you walked out, she said, I, I would get stuck on a bus with that girl overnight. You know, <laughs> it was like, and that was, and, and that's become one of the interesting um, questions that we ask ourselves is like, would we want to be you know, like if we were going on a trip and then the trip got delayed and we got stuck in the airport overnight, like, would we want to be stuck in the airport with this person overnight a hundred times? <laughs> like, you know, I just, we would have so much fun. And I just know that, you know, you would, you would sing for us, you would dance for us, you would entertain us. I mean, you're just a fun person. So it was really interesting when she asked me that question, like, you know, would you go on a long bus ride with this person? Would you get, you know, would you go on a road trip with this person? And it's like, yeah, we would, because it would be so much fun it might become insufferable <laughs> <laughs> well we haven't tested it out yet but I think I think what was really great was um you came in and you just said you just rolled with it right and and the role wasn't a huge role and over time it's 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 changed and expanded and and you know you've been able to adapt as um we brought in social media managers to take over social media as we brought in copywriters to take over the copy yeah. and this is interesting too because you know, one of the things that we found was uh, that you like copy wasn't your thing. No, no, it's, it's difficult because I know for me, my dyslexia makes that side of it difficult. And I know for me, dyslexia makes sometimes my um, ability to, to have fluid speech not great. Um, for lots of people, I'm not saying that, you know, if you have dyslexia, you're not going to be good at copywriting at all because I'm sure there are plenty, but for me, it was, it's not, not where my skill set is. No. Which but. was interesting. Cause, cause I think we didn't know we were dyslexic when you came into the role, which is typical. Like I think a lot of people who are dyslexic, they don't want to say that they're dyslexic because they don't want to rule themselves out of a job. No. And it was interesting because the reason that I needed someone to take over the emails was because I am dyslexic. <laughs> well, it's probably a good idea you didn't know them. Yeah. Yeah. And I and it's so funny because well, and my mother will say you're not dyslexic, but I have done yeah. some testing as an adult. I know I'm moderately dyslexic, particularly when it comes to um, it's it's called actually discalculation. So it's like dates and times. I really can't do those. And anyone who's ever tried to organize a date and a time 
thing with me will know I get that wrong almost 100% of the time. One time we were in, we were planning a, my, I flew out to the US with my baby daughter who was like four months old and we were planning this party that Tim was going to be at. And my mom planned all of these people to come. <laughs> and it turns out I screwed up on the date that Tim was arriving and he didn't, he, he was arriving the day the party was, but instead of arriving at like 10 AM, he was arriving at 10 PM. And then he ended up arriving at like 4 AM <laughs> because there was a delay on his plane. And anyway, you know, the whole thing could have been avoided if I had, if I didn't have this issue with dates and times, because I wouldn't have given them the wrong date and time because I can't, I really physically can't see the dates and times. It's very hard for me. So it was, and, and, and forget directions, like forget getting in a oh, car, like pre GPS. It was yeah. a disaster. But I mean, so, I've, yeah, I've lost jobs actually. I mean, this is going back away before sat now. So I've lost jobs because I've turned up like two hours late because I can't find it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't, I, I'm very bad if I go somewhere I've never been before. I have, and, and I, I know how to fix it. I just have to leave early. I have to pre-plan the, the trip. I have to know yeah. what I'm doing. Very often I'll put in like the wrong city on the wrong side of the country. I mean, one time I ended up on a train to, Wh to Wales and I was like, I don't think this is where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Cardiff is not the destination that I want to be on. <laughs> but just just coming back but this is very good conversation because I think a lot of people who are dyslexic and I know people are much more severely dyslexic than I am but a lot of people who are dyslexic like you like me Pip is also dyslexic she works on our team they 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 feel like they have to hide that they feel like they have to protect that and, they, and sometimes they feel like I'm never gonna get a job that really works for me because I've got this you know kind of problem handicap whatever which here's the thing that I've turned that around so many of the creatives that I know like the super really creative people that I know and really very successful people that you read about many of them are dyslexic yeah absolutely and I think it's like any um like anything you've got a lot of heightened um uh skills because of that I don't know, I don't know why, but I think, you know, I think for me, um, I may not speak or write that cohesively in, well, in my head, I don't think I do, but, um, you know, I am very logical and I can do things like DIY without taking measurements, without making a plan. <laughs> I never read instructions. I'm not sure that serves no, me well. No, no but no, it, 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 I don't, well, yeah, like when I built my fencing I was just be able to sort of visualize it without having to you know make any sort of measurements and plans so it's it's, it's um in many ways it's a skill well there's I'm looking at a list of famous dyslexics so you've got uh Orlando Bloom Richard Branson Tom Cruise Leonardo da Vinci Walt Disney Jim Carrey Albert Einstein I, now they're missing a few ladies on here <laughs> yeah but we know that there are Jennifer Aniston Steven Spielberg, Whoopi Goldberg, these are actors, uh, Muhammad Ali, right? So John Irving, Jay Leno. I mean, there's lots of people. Kira Knightley, there you go. So acting with the memory must be, I don't know how they do that because I would never be able to memorize a set of lines. I mean, I always found- um, Oh, I can't memorize I, a set of lines. No, and I find interviews excruciating, like actually job interviews excruciating because trying to remember all the things that you need to say and all the things that they are wanting to hear and quite often especially teaching jobs 
they just want to hear those words so they can tick it off a list you know and you've just got to memorize it all so I just don't know how they do it really so I, let's I, talk about where you are now yes because you've come a long way and yeah. you are now head of brand at Tech Pixies so you're in charge of you know making sure everything looks on brand you know, from our mugs, I'm, I've been sipping out of my mug. You worked uh, really well with um, Karen Lemke to create the yes. mug. Karen, go yeah. to our alumni. Uh, your our fab box, which is just behind me here. Oh yeah, oh, she's got her fab box. Yeah, look <laughs> at that. And but it's not just the fab. The thing people don't realize is like if you look at the fab box really closely, there's so many details on it. It's you know there's designs on the back, on the side, and everything else. Um, but you just, you make sure that our, that our design on our Instagram feed and that it flows through to all of our other networks. And, and then of course, all of our slides. So we've revamped the, our entire slide system. You know, when I first started out, it was like a blue and white background, you know, with pictures I grabbed off the internet and lots of text. And, you know, we've really changed that and, and brought in um, some very creative ways of introducing diversity into our slides, um, you know, by having different color hands and different color and, you know, uh, people, everything else in it. So, you know, I really, um, I love what you're doing with the brand. One of the things you, um, that we, we did for you uh, was you asked me, can I do this portrait course? And of course, at Tech Pixies, we do pay for our team to get upskilled on different things. And I loved what you were able to do with that portrait course. So tell us about that. I just think it's always really important to just keep things fresh and trying new things. You know, uh, I think um, I think Tech Pixies is very, very good at that. At, at sort of, I mean, I can't take credit for all the brands it's an amalgamation of loads of people I've got to listen really carefully to what people are saying but it's, it's everybody's else's thoughts and ideas you know so I, it might have been something that, that that you've said or things that the team have said that then become sort of solidified in the brand in a way um but I what I like about tech pixies is, is, is you, you, do, you do keep me on my toes like well, the, the superhero course Wow, I don't know where that came from because it was literally, I think it was like a Friday or something. I'm like, we're changing the course. <laughs> and it was going out on Monday. <laughs> oh my God. But without those kind of little pushes, I think you probably, uh, people are creatures of habit, aren't they? I mean, you'd probably just go, oh, just, yeah, just run what we have. I think that's fine. But because, you know, there's always sort of that, I, I, I've said this before, like tech pieces, there's always that driving force moving forward. We don't seem to sort of rest on our laurels or just sit and, you know, kind of roll out the same old stuff. You know, it's always constantly changing. And that's not down to me. That's down to you and down to the team. Oh, it's a team effort, that one. Yeah. <laughs> and well, it's always changing. But let's go back to that moment when you went to go pay for the course and it was a lot of money and oh not put it on your credit card because you didn't yeah. want to ask anyone to pay for it for you I know what you're going to ask me well just well I what is where would you like how's your life different now that you made that decision how is my life different um that wasn't the question I thought you were going to ask. Oh, well, answer the question I thought I was going to ask. What question well, was I going to ask? Yeah, I'll ask. Well, the question I thought you were going to ask is when I was thinking about deciding to go to the... This is a bit of nonsense. This really is nonsense. Or maybe not. I don't know. It depends what you do. 
Um, when I was going to go and um, pay for the course, I was because I'd been to the webinar and I'd watched everything, and I was trying to decide whether to take the course or not. And I said to myself, um, "I'm going to take the journey down to." Um, I was going to a family wedding, like I said, and I was like, "I'll take the journey down just to really." solidify my answer think about whether I'm going to do the course or not you know and I'll decide when I get there and anyway at the time I was into this this thing which I you will probably will have heard me talk about <laughs> boring you with before is a thing called angel numbers oh I love is, angel numbers so if you um so for example a friend of mine said to me I keep noticing that it's 10 10 you know so every time I look at the clock it's 10 10 I'm like mm, well you maybe want to look up, look up 1010 and see what it says. And I was like driving people nuts with this going like, oh, yeah, no, it's a re it's really, you know, it's, it's an important thing. And I, I really believe in it. And I've had things happen since, actually. So, you know, it could be something in it. And so I'd driven all the way down trying to decide whether I was going to take the tech fixes course. And then when I got to the hotel, um, quite often angel numbers are like repeated numbers. So when I got to the hotel, the number was 222. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I actually gasped. When they gave me the key, I was like, oh. So I thought, right, I'm going to look it up. And when I looked it up, it said, you're exactly in the right place at the right time. Go for it. Oh, no. Yeah. So that's what it said. So I was like, and I'm not saying I made my decision entirely on that. But I was like, oh, well, I can't ignore that. <laughs> I love it. I thought you were going to ask. Um, so, yeah. And what the course has done for me, uh, your second question. Well, yeah. So I did put the course on my credit card, put the whole lot on. Um, I, I, you know, I think if I had asked family, they definitely would have helped me because I've got a lovely family and they, all, they would want the best for me. Um, but, uh, you know, you just... I, you just want to do it for yourself I think if it's something that you really want to do and I just really wanted to I just felt like it was something that I needed to do for myself so I put on a credit card although you're indebted it is something that I, I, I needed to do so on the credit card I had I think I don't even know how much do you know that's really bad I don't think I could even top up um, how much it was but I know that, that my largest credit card I've just paid off I had um, uh, three thousand pounds on and i've literally just paid that off um this month um yeah i know i'm so excited about it and and the, but there was um and you know and i split credit cards over lots of sort of not percent fine the funny thing is um you know i i don't think i you sometimes don't really realize you've got a problem actually some people look at debt as just being like oh yeah you know everyone's got debt and i i'm sorry I remember, so my partner, my partner would say, because um, I'd be like, oh, I'll get this, I'll get this, I'll, I'll, I'll get these drinks, I'll get that. And she'd say, you've got no money. <laughs> You're in debt, you've got no money. I was like, I have got money, how rude, you know, but actually, you know, it was a very good point and one that, you know, she makes a lot of the time that actually, yeah, if you're really in debt, like, you need to try and get out of it. And Claire Beveridge was in the pension gap uh, when I was watching that it's it's um which is a really good episode I couldn't tell you off the top of my head which which number it was um she's talking about how you know you if you're in debt you need to get out of debt and try to get into um you know saving money um 
but it is a hard topic and it's a hard one to talk about and it's a hard one I think to even think to yourself how much debt am I actually in you know and actually admitting to yourself how much debt is it and 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 how you know how many how are you going to get there um and but for me it was just a case of putting it um all on naught percent and making a plan and a structure to you know pay off and I was paying off a lot a lot a lot every month yeah uh, it's episode 20 episode 20 episode yeah. 20 and it was so called the pension gap are you uh are, I think it was are you recklessly cautious with your money yes uh, yeah. And, but no, that's a really great point. I mean, debt is something that people don't talk about. Um, but what I do know is if you're not earning money properly, like you're not properly earning money uh, and you, you know, very often people get into debt. I mean, not because they're sitting there frivolously spending their money on expensive purses and expensive clothes, although that's sometimes how it happens. Um, but very often you can build up debt just because there's not enough income coming in. Exactly. And also, I mean, I'll say this, you've got to, you've got to respect yourself as well, because I mean, I was working in a job. Um, so my supply teaching agency changed hands um, and they were doing everything to cut costs. They were doing everything they could to get the most out of their employees, but pay them the least amount possible. So what I was, what I ended up doing, which I should have just stopped, I should have just respected myself and just not done this anymore. I was working, um, and so they'd say, "We've booked you in um, for three mornings this week." Um, but what, what they would do is they'd get you to teach all um, English, math, science, cram it into a morning and then give the kids a TA with a DVD in the afternoon. Wow. And they want all the work marked so that you'd have to stay until about 2 p.m. And by the time you, you, you're there from 8, 8 a.m. in the morning, by the time you leave, it's like could be nearly three o'clock. You've worked a full day. Once you take off sort of petrol costs and all the rest of it, probably earned about £40 a day. And so you, but I was getting less than £150 a week, yeah. you know, to live off. And, and I should have just respected myself enough to go, actually, what am I doing? This isn't, and, and I, I've worked with people who do this as well. They work for free. So I know that people, um, they, especially when I was a lecturer, um, there would be other lecturers and I'd be like what are you doing here it's your day off and they'd be like yeah but I just I need to get this work x y and z done I'm like right are you gonna are you gonna put that on your timesheet no no I'm not gonna put it in my timesheet well you maybe you should like because actually what it means is if you're working for free then I have to work for free you know like and everybody else is expected to work for free whereas they're you know dean at the university is doing all right you know? Well, and I think the really important thing here is, and that goes back to what I was saying, is just, you have to do something about it, right? Yeah. Do, and what I love about what you did was you said, all right, if this is going to work, I'm going to go for it. Then, you know, I'm taking that last, you hadn't, you didn't have the cash to pay for it, but you did put it on a card, but it was almost like that was your promise to yourself that I'm going to make this work so I can pay off the card. And, and you've done that. And, and yeah. And to me, that's really special. And also now you're earning enough money to not only pay for the things you need to pay for, but you're able to pay off the debt that you've built up because you've now got a job you've been in. I don't know how long you've been with us. A couple of years now, at least I'd say. Um, it'll be coming up for two years. It always feels longer. <laughs> no, no, it's nearly two years. 
I know, two years. Yeah, yeah, nearly two years. And that, you know, and, but you've had a steady job. You've had a steady paycheck. You know, what's coming in every month. You've got flexibility. Uh, you know, you've just launched a gardening YouTube channel on uh-huh. the side. And uh, so, you know, I just, anyway, I, I, I am so glad I could talk to you forever. And, and this has been such a great conversation, but, you know, I think what the big message here, and this is really for those probably mostly for those students who are in the program now and they're thinking, I don't know where this is going to lead. I don't know what it's going to lead to. And, you know, that was where you were two and a half, three years ago. And now you have clarity and now you have, uh, you know, you've got money in the bank, you've got a plan moving forwards and uh, you're a very important part of, of Tech Pixies and, uh, and, the, and the, the overall visual of tech pixies and and a a key piece of the glue in the organization so you know i just i'm so thankful that you came through our program and i'm so thankful that you took that risk and and you know but i also think it's important for people to hear this story because of course tech pixies can't hire everyone who comes to the program yeah Uh, we do most of the people who work for us have gone through the program i think we have 17 people right now who work for us and i think only one or two uh, didn't go through the program, but uh, so there's always a possibility that there's a job waiting for someone when they finish the program, depending on what what there is available. But uh, you didn't come into the program thinking oh, I'm going to work for Tech Pixies, but you did end up leaving with clarity uh, and 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 a whole new career. Uh, and you know you've got an extremely you you've got an extremely employable skill, uh, and you know and that's really exciting. Yeah, I mean. I was, I've been looking at, because um, when you told me to, to, when we're talking about clarity, I was, I, I'd made some notes and I've been looking at this book that I've been reading called Zen Habits. And they gave a couple of bits of advice if you want to gain clarity. And one of them is to, I, th- I think there's three main points, maybe four. So one of them is to create space. So whatever you want to attract, like the law of attraction, whatever you want to have in your life, you create space for it. So say you want to be an artist, um, maybe you just actually move your stuff around, you get an easel, you get stuff together, you know, and and actually invite that into your life. Um, Diary and journal, so reflect and meditate on what it is you want. Um, Talk to others, so it's the community, and talk to those around you. Um, and then take action. So yeah. it's try everything. Just try everything. I mean, I'm not saying become an air traffic controller. Or MI5. Or MI5. But anyway. Well, I always say that, though. Inaction is the death of dreams. Yeah. I love what you just said. It's such a great, like, you know, when you need to find clarity, here's here's a couple things you can do. That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lisa, for your time. Thank you for being a valued member of our community and our team. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I think this will be a popular podcast and we'll have to get you back on another time. (laughs) Lovely. Thank you so much.